0: This morning, we continue with our study on the book of Genesis. And guess what? Look, we're already on the tail end. We studied the life of Jacob in chapters 27 through 36. And the next uh, biblical character we're going to discuss after Jacob is Joseph. Joseph, the what? The dreamer. Right? So we're near there. And we're towards the end of the story of Jacob, and let's just do a quick review on the life of Jacob. Jacob deceives Esau, takes his birthright, and steals his blessing. At what? A bowl of soup. A bowl of soup. He loses his birthright. He sold his birthright. He gave his birthright to his brother Jacob for a bowl of soup. But Jacob, together with Rebekah, manipulated and deceived Isaac. So he got it. He stole it. And then, because Esau found out, and he said, I'm going to kill you. As soon as the days of mourning for our father are over, I'm going to kill you. So he flees. Under the instructions of his mother, Rebekah, he flees to Laban. He he flees to Laban, and then on his way, God reveals himself to Jacob in a dream. He got a rock for his pillow. You like to, you know, firm, extra firm. Yeah, bato. (laughs) Those of you who like a firm mattress, you know, Jacob had a rock for his pillow. God revealed to him in a dream. And in that dream despite Jacob being Jacob God reminded him I promised I made a promise to your grandfather Abraham and I passed on that promise to your father Isaac and I'm passing that promise on to you Jacob mar- marries Laban's two daughters Leah And Rachel. But whom did he really love? And who did he get? Was he deceived? Isn't he not a deceiver? So he got a taste of his own medicine. Jacob learns hard lessons, but in the process, receives much blessing. He is duped. He works seven years for what he thought would be the love of his life. He got the elder sister. He works another seven years. He got the love of his life. He wants to leave, but he wasn't allowed to leave. He left after 20 years. The school of hard knocks, 20 years. God is so faithful, as we have been singing, that he will not let you go until you have learned your lesson. So, so to speak, the ball is in your court. When God is trying to teach you a lesson, it's up to you. If you learn the lesson quickly, time is very short. But if you are hard-headed, it will take a long time. But God is committed to form you. And transform you and conform you to the image and likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. And Jacob wrestles with God. This is not the UFC type or the WWE type wrestling. I showed you last week from the book of Isaiah that he was clinging on to God and he was weeping bitterly. God, please Answer me. I will not let you go until you bless me. And he struggled. He grappled with God overnight. And when finally God knew that he had learned his lesson, he touched his hip and he began to walk with a limp. Now, I don't know how he really... You know, had a limp, but he began to walk with a limp. But more importantly, Jacob receives his new name, Israel. Jacob means supplanter. Jacob means grabber. But now, because he his personal encounter with God, God changed his name from deceiver to prince. The word Israel means prince, a change. We learned last week as we have been studying the book of Genesis that the grace of God transforms people, transforms lives. It begins with God's word and is taught to us by the Holy Spirit. And God uses people. What kind of people? Many times. Unpleasant people. And he can also use circumstances. What kind of circumstances? Unpleasant circumstances. And he also uses time. Could be a short time. Could be a long time. And what is the purpose of God? To transform you and me to Christ-likeness. We grapple with God many times only when we have problems. Yes or no? When everything is going right, there's money in the bank, you're, you're, you're up to date with all your payments, your kids are doing well in school, oh okay. See you Sunday, God. See you Sunday. Right? But then when things go wrong, you get a pink slip. Last day of work, just go to HR, pick up your check, no, bad- no need to report on Monday. Kids are failing in school. What do you do? You grapple with God. God bless me. God will use anything and everything available to him to conform you and me to Christ likeness. That's why we need patient endurance. We need patient endurance to run the race that God has set before us. And while we are doing these things, while we are patiently enduring with what God is trying to do in our lives. We must continue to obey so that as we continue to obey, as we have obeyed everything that God commands us to obey, we will receive all that he has promised us. This morning, we come to the tail end, as I said, of the life of Jacob. And... I have entitled this morning's message as the three phases, phases of restoration. Before we continue, let's commit the time to the Lord. God Almighty, thank you for being so faithful to us, to send your son Jesus, to redeem us from our sins, and to give us life everlasting. Thank you, Lord God, for the truth of your word that we can always rely on. And may we listen to you, to your word, and not to your messenger, who is but human. God, fill all of us with your Holy Spirit, superintend everything that I need to deliver to your people as I have prepared. And may you be pleased with our obedience to what you desire for us to change in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray amen what's the title of our message this morning the three faces of restoration right last week we learned Jacob left right and then he left Laban caught up with him Laban says what did you do why did you run away etc cetera, etc cetera. Jacob sends messengers to his brother Esau. Why did Jacob desire to go back to his brother Esau? Do you remember that that was the vow, his prayer, when he encountered God in the desert? He said, Lord, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, If you bless me, if you allow me to go home, if you allow me this, if you allow me that, you will be my God. So Jacob knows God, but God is not still the God of Jacob. You know people like that? Maybe at one time you were such a person. You know about God, you know about Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ has never been your Lord. That's why we need a personal encounter. That's why God revealed himself to Jacob through that wrestling match. But when Jacob sent his messengers forward, his messengers returned. Oh, boss, no worries. You want to go to Esau? No problem. Actually, he's on his way to you. And by the way, he has 400 fighting men with him. If you... Your enemy was going out to meet you and he has 400 fighting men with him. What will you do? Yay! We're going to be reconciled again. Reconciled. I'm reconciled. I'm reconciled. You're not going to do that. You are going to shake in your boots just like Jacob. But he knew all the promises of God. God kept on reminding him. But after he prayed, Oh, Lord God, pray, hey, help me. I am afraid. Amen. Okay, this is what you're going to do, huh? Okay, you, you you divide the company. Everything that we have. You before, then after you, and then put spaces. And then I'll be at the back. Right? That's what he did, remember? And then what did he do? Okay, okay, Dalawang misis, Okay, you go over there. With the, the maid. You go over there and bring the kids over there. Okay? Just in case. Why? I have my enemy coming to meet me with 400 fighting men. Yes? He was left alone. Then what happened? He wrestled with God. God touches him. You have prevailed. From now on, your name is Israel. And then what happened? Chapter 33. Then Jacob lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, Esau was coming and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids. Whom did he see? First, it was his messengers who gave him the message. Your brother Esau is coming to meet you with 400 men. Now, his enemy, the one who swore to kill him, is within sight. When he looked up, from a distance, he could see his brother with 400 men. This Jacob who prevailed with God. This Jacob who is no longer Jacob but called Israel. What did he do? So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids. My, I only have three points. My first point is this. You have to face up to your fear. Who was his greatest fear? Esau. You have to face up to your, you have to face up to your fear. Why is it that I chose this picture? Many times, the reason for your fear is really yourself. Why is Esau angry at him in the first place? Because he deceived his brother. His fear is a consequence of his own deception. So if you have relationships that need to be restored, you have to face up to your fear. And many times that fear necessitates, it requires that you look in the mirror. What is my contribution to this conflict? Face up to it. Many times it's because of you yourself. Just like Jacob. When he looked up, he saw his brother Esau coming with 400 men. Okay. Okay. Rachel, Leah, move over here. Bring the kids over here. If you and I don't face up to our fears, if you and I don't face up to our giants, if you and I do not face up to our contribution to the conflict, it will never change. So he saw his brother Esau with 400 men. He sets aside his two wives. And then what? What? And he put the maids and their children in front, and Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. Isn't this like Genesis, the previous verse, chapter 32? What did he do? Take company A, you go in front. Take company B, go in front. Then the then the wives go in front. And then the children. Oh, first, first the the maids with the wife. And then the other maid with the children. and And then the wife, and then the wife, and then I'll be. Na <laughs> right? who is the last to be hit? But I thought God changed his name. I thought he's no longer Jacob. I thought he's no longer Israel. If you read this and you stop reading, nothing happened. He still put everyone in front, right? but look, but he himself, what? he himself Passed on ahead of them. So who was now in front? He was now in front. And the family was now at the back. Before, everyone was in front. He was at the back. Safety. Now, arrange everyone. But I'm going to be in front. He's my problem not yours. I created this problem so I should be the one to face up to my fear. I should be the one to face up to my problem because I created this. Stand up. Stand up. Face up to your fear. Face up to your problem. Not only that, what else did he do? He bowed down to the ground Seven times. Imagine you have a limp. You already have a physical infirmity. Okay? And you have to bow down. How are you going to bow down? Is it going to be easy or is it going to be difficult for you to bow down? And then you have to try to get back on your feet again. Right? Right? And then walk a little further and then what? Bow down again. And you do that how many times? Seven times. Now bowing is an act of expressing respect to royalty. When you have an opportunity to meet the Queen of England, what do you do? Ladies, Curtsy. Right? In Japan, in their culture, how do you show respect? The one who shows more respect, what will he do? He will bow lower. Right? The lowest bow in the Japanese culture, okay, is to bow with deep. Regret. We know better. (laughs) Right? We get into an argument. To bow means to show respect. For the Japanese, to bow really, 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 really low is to show deep Deep regret. How many times did Jacob bow? Seven times. Was he remorseful? Yes. Face up to your fear. Face down in humility. Not just an ordinary bow that we are used to. Bow down To the ground, Jacob did. And he did seven times. In the Bible, seven times, when you see the number seven, is a picture of perfection. He bowed down to his brother. As he was approaching, he would, he would walk. I don't know how many steps. He would bow down, face to the ground. He will rise up, walk a couple of steps maybe with difficulty, bow down for seven times. Face up to your fear but face down in humility. Then Esau ran to meet him and embrace him and fell on his neck and kiss him and they wept. Who did the running? Jacob could not run. He was already handicapped. Right? Who did the running? Esau. If I'm Esau, I'm going to run. And I have something in my hand. (laughs) Right? This guy stole my birthright. This guy deceived our father. But what did Esau do? Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, fell on his neck, and kissed him. Isn't this a picture of the story of the prodigal son? The son who disrespected his father while his father was alive, give me my share of the estate. You're going to die anyway. Give it to me now. As a matter of fact, why don't you die now so I can get my money? And what did he do? He left. He left the authority, the shelter, the protection of his father. He left and squandered all of his money. Then when he realized, when he began to be in need and he realized how many of my father's hands have a better life than me, he said, I will go back. Jacob, I got to go back. And face this person whom I have deceived, whom I have disrespected. Much like the prodigal son when he returned. Who was the one looking out for him? The father. Who was the one running? The father. Who did the embracing? The father. Who did the kissing? The father. And what did they do together? And they... Both of them, they wept. See, my friends, at the end of the day, the most important thing is relationship. I have officiated quite a few funerals. None of the family members with whom I was able to talk and discuss the life of the deceased relative ever said, you know, pastor, his dying breath. He told me. With all honesty, I should have gone to work this morning. Nobody has said that yet. What they always say, or at least a lot of them, is it happened so fast. We never knew something was wrong. He was in the peak of health and now he is gone. Friends, relationships are more precious than gold. He had a lot already, right? He was blessed. He got a lot. When he left, he only had his staff. But God blessed him that he had, he, he was able even to give 550 animals as a peace offering from last week. Do you remember? But when he faced up to his fear, He faced up to his contribution to the problem. And when he humbled himself and faced down in humility, they wept. They wept together. Proverbs 16, verse 9. The mind of a man plans his ways. Just like Jacob, even when he's already prayed. Oh, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, ito gagawin natin, ha? But the Lord directs His steps. Man, you can plan all you want. But God will still do what He wants to do in your life. So if you want to avoid a stressful Christian life, instead of doing things your way, do things way, God's way. You can plan all you want, but he will still direct your steps. So it was Esau running, Esau embracing, Esau kissing, both of them crying. And then he lifted his eyes. This is Esau. He was embracing his brother, he was crying, he was hugging his brother. And then when he lifted up his eyes, when he lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children, who are these? Who are these with you? Remember, it was now it was now Jacob in front, right? Before it was everyone in front, me at the back. Now he's in front, everyone to the back. And when Esau saw, who are these? Who are these with you? So he said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. You see, his attitude is very much different now. He calls Esau his Lord. He refers to himself as your servant. And who gave him all of these wives and these children? God. And look at the word. God has graciously given to me. You remember our formula of God's grace? It's God. He's now recognizing and realizing that this, all of these are from God. Then the maids came near with their children, and they bowed down. Leah likewise came near with her children, and they bowed down. And afterward, Joseph came near with Rachel And they bowed down. Who bowed down? Who started it? Do you see the power of modeling? Do you see the power of leading by example? If you are a biological father, can you raise your hand? Can you raise your hand? If you are a spiritual father, can you raise your hand too? Keep your hands up. Biological father or spiritual father, can you please raise your hand and keep your hand up? Upstairs, you too. You have power you may not realize. It's the power of example. It is the power of modeling. Thank you. You may bring down your hands. That's why it is most important, fathers, biological or spiritual, that you disciple your family. Because by your example depends the legacy that you might be able to pass on. If you don't model it, no one will follow you. You keep on saying, do this, do that, but you yourselves, we ourselves, don't do it. Useless. Did Jacob tell them to bow down? But they saw the patriarch of the family bowed down in humility. What did they do? They bowed down. Before the plan was, when you go before him, this is the script. Oh, your servant, blah, 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 blah. After you, next, huh? Same, same script. Now, no script. Just humble yourself face down in humility. And what happened? The rest simply followed. Model Christ-likeness to your biological family, even to your spiritual family. By modeling, you're already teaching them. Jacob modeled humility. They followed his example. And then he said, What do you mean by all this company which I have met? And he said, to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have plenty, my brother. Let what you have be your own. What was the company that Esau was referring to? The gifts. His bribe. Initially, it was his bribe. That was his plan, right? To bribe his brother so that his brother would reconcile with him. right? But now we're seeing that God is changing him. And Esau is asking, what are these? And what did he say? To find favor in the sight of my Lord. These are my gifts to you. And then what? Esau said, I have plenty. Let what you have be your own. If you're still running on your own strength, you're there, right? Brother, Oh, he embraced. Uh, uh, yes, he embraced. He's kissing me. <laughs> what is that? Oh, I'm lending that to you. What? If in the back of your mind you're still trusting yourself, you will think, ah, yes, I'm up the hook. He is the one that come to embrace me. He is the one coming to kiss me. He is the one crying. Yes. And then he already has more and he wants me to keep it. Yes. What did Esau say? I have plenty. You keep that for yourself. Another blessing. And Jacob said, No please remember the word jacob the name jacob means what grabber remember when they were still in their mother's womb he was grabbing at the feet so he would be born first so that he would have the birthright jacob one of the names is grabber now from your name from your background your brother says no need yes but look at his change said No, if now I have found favor in your sight, take my present from your hand. For I see your face as one sees the face of God and you have received me favorably. My friends, if you face up to your fear, acknowledge your contribution, if you face down in humility, I submit to you, even when you look at your enemy face to face, eye to eye, you can see the face of God. Because your eyes are so focused on God, you will not be looking at, oh, this is my enemy. You can look at this person already. This person needs to know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Your worst enemy, if that worst enemy comes to faith in Christ, could even be your best friend. But you have to face up to your fear. You have to face down in humility. See, not all Reconciliatory stories are like this. Was some years ago, my wife and I uh, went to the house of one of my siblings. You know how it is. You don't know what it is, but there is like something not right. You know what I'm saying? So we stake out You know, like police, they park far, and then you wait, wrong car, wrong car, right car. So my wife and I pray. So we go in, and in humility we ask, you know, we do not know what it is. We're just here to ask for your forgiveness. What's the answer? I'm not ready. Thank you for coming, but I'm not ready. What do you do? Sabi ko nga? Siya naman talaga may kasalanan? Right? That's what we usually do. Oh God, I, I tried, huh? You said, ah, huh? I wash my hands to this. No. You leave. Oh, okay. So we leave. We just keep on praying. And on my birthday, I get a phone call from this sibling. And he says, "In Song, I know it's your birthday. So my gift to you is to let you know it's okay now. You see, even if you don't know, if you know there's something wrong, you have to face up to it. Okay, Lord, did I do something? What? what the, okay, go and be reconciled. Why did Jacob go back to Esau? For so long as it depends on you, live in peace with all men. So you have to proactively be the one because God gave you that sense Of something is not right. So you have to be the one to take the initiative to go. Now friends. When you go and try to be reconciled. It may not be like this. So be prepared. That the person might not respond in the way that you expect. But do it anyway. Because you are doing it for the Lord. He went against the 400 men that created such a fear in him that he wrestled with God. But then when he encountered God in a personal way, look, because I see your face as one sees the face of God. Who was doing all of this in the first place? Who was fixing the relationship really? It was God. God can change your view, your perspective at your situation and even at the people whom you feel are your enemies. So Jacob says to his brother, please take my gift which has been brought to you because God has dealt, here you go again, graciously with me and because I have plenty. Has God been gracious to Jacob? Before it was manipulation. Laban, you and I agree, huh? My wages will be all the spotted and colored animals, all right? We didn't have time to look at it, but when the animals were mating, he would show them speckled and colored stuff, thinking, you know, sometimes like us Pilipino, I want my child to be fair skinned. Think kas americano, tinging americano. Oh, one of my brothers is dark. Of all nine of us, he's dark. You know what my mom said when I was carrying your brother? I love to cook chocolate cake. <laughs> okay, Ardi. Oh, right. Of all the nine of us, only one dark, right? Ah, uh, see, <laughs> parang chocolate. <laughs> anyway, see, look, look at the look, look at the change. That is already in Jacob. He is now talking about the grace of God. God has graciously blessed me with children. God has gracious to bless me with all of these. He, God has dealt graciously with me and I have plenty. Thus he urged him and he took it. If he is still the same, here is my offering to you. No need, no need. I have plenty. Okay, no problem. But no, his heart, you can already begin to see the heart of Jacob. Please, God has dealt graciously with me and I have plenty. Please accept my gift. So what did Esau do? He took it. Then Esau said, let us take our, let us take our journey and go. And I will go before you. Oh! Now who is the bodyguard? Jacob now is the bodyguard. I mean, Esau is not the bodyguard of Jacob. Your enemy, his enemy, the one who trying to kill him. He is not going before Jacob and the company. And how many men does he have? Four hundred men. You see in the Philippines? You just have one with the eyeglasses. With government official. That's just your driver? (laughs) Here you have Esau, your elder brother, who has 400 men, and he is your bodyguard. Why? Where are they going? They're going back home. Remember the vow of Jacob? And you allow me to return home? You will be my God. But he said to him, My Lord knows That the children are frail. The flocks and the herds are nursing and are a care to me. And if they are driven hard one day, all the flocks will die. Please let my Lord pass on before his servant. I will proceed at my leisure, according to the pace of the cattle that are before me, according to the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord at Seir. Do you see his change? He's now concerned about the cattle. He's now concerned about his family. Esau, if you move at your pace, 400 able-bodied men with you, we're not going to keep up. And if we try to keep up with you, some of my animals are going to die. Some of my family is going to die. Please, can you just, you know, go ahead and we will just go at our pace. Go ahead. Now, if, if you're Esau, and this is your deceiving brother, there's a tendency. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, huh? if I go ahead, maybe you will uh, at my back. Huh? Hmm. But God is changing him. You'll no longer be called Jacob. You're now Israel. So what does Esau do? Esau said, Please, let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. What was Esau offering? Okay, i leave some bodyguards with you. Right? But Jacob is now so confident in the Lord. It's okay. There's no need. We will be fine. Why? God has dealt graciously with me and given me children. God has dealt graciously with me and given me a blessing of all this that I have. There's nothing to fear. I have encountered God. And he has changed me. He has changed my name. So what did Esau do? Okay, brother. Okay. Okay. No problem, and Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built himself a house and made boots for his livestock. Therefore, the place is named Succoth. Now, what is the importance of Succoth? Some of them are saying, "Oh, ayana naman." There you go again. You talaga, Jacob. You really did not change. You're supposed. You're supposed to go back. Why did you go to Succoth and and build? Houses over there. You're supposed to go back to your home. You deceive, Esau. Uh, no. The story is not yet over. This place called Sokos in the book of Exodus was also the first stop of the Israelites when they fled Egypt. God does not make mistakes in telling us all these names. That place is an important place. He didn't stop there. Now Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, w- when he came from Padan Aram and camped before the city. And he bought a piece of land where he had pitched his tent from the hand of the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, 100 pieces of money. Where did he eventually settle? Did he go to the place where he was supposed to go? Yes. He made a stopover at Sokos. But eventually, he came to the place where God had wanted him to reside. God allowed all of this to show us how important relationships are. perhaps you are in this room right now and you have a relationship that you know is cracked. Maybe there's a wall that you have built up to protect yourself. Would you please listen to God? Do your part. Face up. Your fear. Face up to your contribution. Face down in humility and see the hand of God working. It isn't over. He made a stop at Sukkot. He continued his journey and there he pitched his tent. There he bought that property from Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces. Of money. And in verse 20, then he erected an altar. Why would you erect an altar? Why? What is an altar? A place of sacrifice, a place of worship, right? Why did he erect an altar here? wasn't his vow to God, God, I'm going to go to Laban. If you will protect me, if you will bless me, and if you allow me to go back home, you will be my God. Yes? So did the journey end in Sokot? He built houses over there, but did he build an altar, altar in Sokoth? No. Why? The journey is not over. The circle is not complete. Where would the circle be complete? In this place. There, he built an altar. Right? So the circle is complete. And what did he say? If you do this, do this, do this, do this, you will be my God. Did God do this, do this, do this, do this? Yes. So full circle, he comes back. And there he built an altar. There he worshiped the Lord. Because that was his vow to God. You will be my God. And he called it El Elohi Israel. The word El, or the name El, means God. El Shaddai. El Gibor. El so many. Right? What does this mean? El Elohi Israel. Jacob used to be named Jacob. Right? His name is now Israel. El Elohi Israel. It means God is the God of Israel. God is the God of Jacob. God is no longer just the God of Abraham. God is no longer just the God of Isaac. He is now the God. Jacob. He is now the God of Israel. El Elohi Israel. Where? In that place where he built an altar, where he worshiped God. So when you face down, when you face up to your fear, when you face down in humility, there is only one thing left to do. Face God in worship. He built an altar. He worshiped the Lord. God, you are really faithful. You brought me back and you blessed me. You and you alone will be my God. El Elohi Israel. God is the God of Israel. God is the God of Jacob. That's why in the book of Exodus, after this, the first mention And the way that God introduced himself to Moses is now this. When God called Moses, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. El Elohi Israel. No longer just the God of Abraham. No longer just the God of Isaac. Now he is the God even of Israel. Israel. He's got a good God. There are three phases to restoration. You have to face up to your fear. Acknowledge your contribution to the conflict, to the situation. You have to face down in humility. And allow God to allow you to be used by God to see the face even of your worst enemy as God would see your enemy Jacob told Eiso, I see you I see God in you and when God does what he promised don't forget don't ever ever to forget to face God in worship El Elohi Israel is God your God is God your personal God or is he just someone you meet and casually encounter at church or someone whom you listen to on the radio or someone you read about in the pages of your Bible God wants to be a personal God to you as he did to Jacob. God allowed Jacob all of these things to introduce himself to Jacob. And after such a long time, he finally got it. El Elohi Israel. God is the God of Israel. We all have strained and broken relationships that need mending. We have weak relationships that need strengthening. We all have good relationships that need improving. But in the triangle of God's blessing, it begins with God. You believe God and his word by faith, and you must act. In obedience. Friends, Easter is fast approaching. And the most important thing you and I need to obey is to obey the gospel. That God wants to be reconciled to you. And God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die in place of your sins. And that through his death and resurrection, you can experience... Renewed life, a new life in Christ. Have you come to that point of reconciling yourself to God? Are there still people in this place, right here, whom you have not reconciled with? May I encourage you, do not delay. Do you want God to let you go? through the 20 years that Jacob went through? I hope not. Let's pray. God, your word is sharper than a double-edged sword. And it is my fervent prayer right now. First and most important of all, that all of us in this room have encountered you in a personal way. Not on borrowed faith. Faith of our parents, faith of our friends, faith of our spouse, but our personal faith in you just like Jacob who declared God is the God of Israel. If you are that person this morning, may I encourage you Ask God, just between you and God, ask God to come into your life. Accept Jesus by faith as your Savior and the Lord of your life. Don't dilly-dally. Don't play around with God. He died for you. Use your own words. God knows your heart. If you're here this morning and you do already have a personal relationship with God, but there are people in our midst with whom you know for a fact you're not reconciled with. You have said something. You have done something. You didn't do what you said you would do. You would not kept your part of the bargain. I don't know what it is. Will you commit that before you leave this place this morning, in front of God, will you commit to make it right? Ask for forgiveness not expecting anything in return. Because God says, for, long, for so long as it depends on you, live in peace with all men. God, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will speak clearly to the people whom you want to speak to in regards to these two challenges I've just posed. And you will not let these people sleep, Lord God, until they follow, until they obey what you want them to do in their lives. Thank you, Lord, for the example of Jacob. That at the right time, he encountered you in a personal way. And by his own lips, he declared, El Elohi Israel. God is the God of Jacob. God is the God of Israel. And may we all say, that God is our personal God and we will follow him no matter what. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.